but you've just got to start. And that's the biggest downfall of entrepreneurs who want to start a business. They just procrastinate. They don't make a decision. And that's the biggest downfall of anyone trying to start a business. Just get it going and refine it as you go. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings, and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes a lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast. And today I'm very excited as I'm sat down with an amazing entrepreneur, founder of 12 digital agencies, co-founder of Listnik and recognized as one of Australia's leading entrepreneurs, Nick Bell. Amazing to have you here today. What an intro. Thank you for that. It's good uh, to be here. Yeah, quite quite a resume. Um, but I've, look, that didn't happen all overnight. So I'd love <laughs> to take it back and uh, just get a little bit of introduction to, yeah, your journey and, and what's yep. brought you to this point in your life right now. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, my Skype ID was nick.skinb5 because we're talking about how Skype's been around since the early 2000s. My first initial business was a skincare business and I did that for a few years, didn't do too well, didn't make any money for four or five years. And then I kind of fell into digital marketing at the age of 28, which is considered quite late to start um, a business. Well, I think it's quite late anyway. And fell into it, basic digital marketing at the age of 28 from my bedroom and then built digital agencies organically um, from that day onwards. And I've been in the game for now for, what's that? Jeez, I just had my 40th birthday last week, so 12 years. So, yeah. but now I'm in digital agencies. I've got, um, what else am I doing? Jeez, I've got uh, Listnik, which I just launched recently. Um, I'm launching a health retreat. So I'm trying to diversify the mm. business landscape, but the bread and butter was digital agencies such as digital marketing, reputation management, software development. What else we got? Sorry, pardon the French. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we basically got everything. It's, it's pretty broad. You started so many businesses, you've lost track. So so what what sort of got you into the whole digital market space? Was it an interest? Were you, have you always, always been interested in marketing? <laughs> what, what sort of led to that? Look, that's a good question. Everyone goes to me, oh, how did you get into it? Did you do any research? And I said, I'll be honest with you. I read an article about digital marketing on the plane. So I was coming back from Vietnam. I was doing a business in Vietnam that failed. I read an article about SEO and I thought, shit, I could sell that. I said, I knew nothing about digital marketing. So I got home back to Australia. I built a website in Vietnam for about $100, bought a secondhand mobile phone and started cold calling businesses from page two of Google saying, I can do your digital marketing or your SEO. And then within 10 days, someone sent me, no, within three days, someone sent me a check for $10,000. Wow. And I thought, wow, okay, there's actually a business here. Yeah. It was only meant to be a side hustle. And then another day later, someone sent me another check and then the business just kept growing and growing. And then once I had enough money, I built an internal team and the business just blew up. So it was literally, there was no research, 
it was, I thought, I saw an opportunity, I thought I could sell it and I started a business. Wow. I'll be honest with wow. you, it was like, it, was, it wasn't in depth. I made a decision within a minute that I could yeah. start a digital agency. And you just went for it. You just, and, and do you know what? There's just such a powerful message in that because you just began. And I think that I, I see a lot of people that they stress about their website. They have yeah. a meltdown over their logo. And I'm yeah. just like, actually just begin, just get a phone, build a, a website for a hundred bucks and just begin. Like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, cause it sounds to me that you just like, you just took action. I think you've nailed it for me. The branding is great and it does make a difference, but give me any logo and I can generally make it work without being arrogant. It's, I, I know that I'm never going to build a Nike, if that makes sense. And I just read the book, Shoe Dog, great read by the way. Um, but I can make a business work where the branding is going to be average. But as long as you do <laughs> deliver what you promise, you have very good legion or very good sales and marketing. You have a very good back end. You, you're going to make the business work. Mm. So we launched a business about 12 months ago called Removify. And my business partner and I were arm and arm about the logo. And I'm like, mate, let's just fucking make a decision and get this beast going because it's a cracking idea. Mm -hmm. So within one hour, we decided this is going to be a logo done. This is the this is the colors done. Got the website built in a week and then launched it. Like, like you said, you've just got to just got to move forward. Yeah. You can always refine it as you go, but you've yeah. just got to start. And that's the biggest downfall of entrepreneurs who want to start a business. They just procrastinate. They don't make a decision. Mm. And that's the biggest downfall of anyone trying to start a business. Just get it going and refine it as you go. I completely agree. It sounds a little bit similar to how I started See It Solutions. I was talking to my business partner in Bali and we'd had yeah. a few gins, you know, and we in just Bali. thought, yeah, yeah, this was, this was pro, pro COVID. This is like three years ago. And yeah. uh, we were just having some gin. I was like, do you know what? We could start a business. And she was like, we could totally start a business. And then within three weeks, we started a business. And, you know, I think we had about 300 bucks in our bank account and yeah. we just made it work. But if we had stopped yeah. to think about all the things that could go wrong, all the reasons not to do it, we never would have got started. So yeah. you have an amazing like confidence, self-belief, like, you know, everything you say, like I, I could get a business up and running. So where does that come from? Have you always had confidence or has that just grown over the years? I, I definitely don't think it was confidence. An old ex-girlfriend girlfriend of mine said to me, she goes, you're too dumb to realize you're gonna fail. <laughs> and I always thought that I could win business. Uh, like I could bring people on, I could win business and I knew I could deliver a positive outcome for them. And it wasn't arrogance. I just thought, I know what these people want. Why is it so hard to make it work? Mm. So when I went to a business, if I wasn't hamstrung by a third, third party, mm. and I'll give an example, the skincare business, I had issues in that business because the manufacturer was just, I was so small, they weren't basically giving me the time of day. So I was hamstrung by them. And then I moved to another one and they said, Nick, you're too small. We can't give you any, any basic leeway, rah, 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 rah. But when I started the digital marketing agency, mm. I was in charge of my own destiny. There was no one else controlling my destiny. It was me and that's it. Mm. And, and that's why that I knew I could win business because mm. if I win business, I could deliver an outcome, hire great people, they can help me grow the company. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't confidence or arrogance. It's just thought I could do the job. Mm. And I know if I put the work in, I'm going to deliver an outcome. It's you've just got to put the. I'll be honest with you. Put the hours in, mm. especially in the early days. Nine to five thirty does not exist in a startup. And if you think it does, then you are dreaming. Mm. 
So, but you have to love the process. If you if you hate what you're doing, mm. then you're going to do nine till five. If you love what you're doing, working seven till seven or seven till eight is, is a no-brainer, and you love it. Yeah. I used to love falling out of bed and just get straight into work. Mm. It wasn't work; it was like, it was actually enjoyment, and it still is. Mm. Yeah, because this is the other thing as well that I I absolutely admire about you is that you know you you ultimately could just retire. Right, you could just stop working tomorrow and you know move the art and move to an island and you know sip on margaritas all day. But you you yeah. don't. You have this you know this 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 drive. Where where does that come from? Because there would be people listening to this right now and go, you know, where do you get that from? Because in the early days, you're like, you know, you're really excited to get the business up and running. But where where does that drive come from now? So look at this. Can you see this cup? What does yeah. it say? <laughs> Nick, says, don't be lazy. Says Nick, don't be lazy. <laughs> I've got I've got these cups everywhere around the house. <laughs> Friends of mine always ask, "Why don't you just retire to the Bahamas or something?" I said, "No, no, no. what am I going to do? Sit on the beach and just drink margaritas? Yeah. That's great for a week, yeah. but for a month, three months, six months, twelve months, what am I going to do? My, my brain's going to go numb. Mm. That's and this goes back to enjoying the process. Mm. But if I'm doing the same thing day in day out, that bores me. That's why I need variety, and that's why I've got all these different businesses because I I like new challenges and I like taking mm. something. Oh, sorry, nothing to something. So when I when the business is established and it's more operational, I don't really enjoy that. Um, and that's why I've got GMs that run each office in each business. I like taking an idea to building a business. So in our company, we have roughly, um, geez, about seventeen hundred people now, wow. and running seventeen, running all these people, it's not my passion. I don't like getting into HR or operations. I like getting a team of smart people and go, look, here's the idea. How are we get it to, to this? How are we going to build it? That's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and some, some people love doing operations and some people love HR and that's great. Mm-hmm. Not for me. I love ideation and then creation. No, I, I am with you 100%. I totally get that. Um, but I'd love to know, when when do you think is the right time then to kind of start removing yourself? Because this is where I see as well, like people kind of, they don't want to let go of the reins. You know, they're kind of like, they're the HR, yeah. they're the, the accountant, they're the manager. Like when when is the right time to step back and go and start something else in your opinion? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, when you've got a very strong management team in place or leadership team, um, and then when you become the bottleneck, you know it's time to step away. Mm. So if, if you're if they're relying on you to make decisions and you're not getting back to them or you're making the wrong decisions and the company's stagnant because of you, it's time to step away. Mm-hmm. So, but for me, I'm like I want to surround myself with the best possible people. You do that. You do that. You do that. Mm. And you make my life easier. Mm. I, I'm not. I've never been one to hold all the work and do everything myself. I'm like, no, no, I'm a delegation king. Mm. I, I delegate as much as I can to smart people to help me grow the company. Yeah. Because when you don't, you're actually the bottleneck and you're strangling your own business. It makes no sense. Mm. I'm, I'm like, hire, hire, hire good people and it's going to make your life so much easier. Yeah, I completely agree. And let's get into that as well because you, obviously you've hired a lot of people over the years. So what are, what are some of the things that you would look for and, and look especially now that there is unemployment is on the rise you know like people yeah. are looking for work so and look the world is changing like how we look how we look look for work now is going to be different so what do you look for when you hire into your teams yeah it really depends on the department but across the board it's going to be the culture fit 
if that person is not going to be the right culture fit for the business, I generally won't hire them. Um, are they going to be hungry? Are they passionate? Have they researched my business? Have they tried to understand my pain, my pain points and my problems before an interview? That I love. Give an example. I interviewed someone yesterday for a sales role. He came into the interview and I, look, I don't, we don't wear suits or anything, but for an interview, don't wear a t-shirt. And it's for a sales role. So you're, you're presenting like there's some basic fundamentals. Yeah. You want to try to impress the owner of the business. Mm-hmm. And he wore a t-shirt. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But didn't do any research on, on our company. And this is a third round interview with me. And it was just an absolute shit show, this interview. <laughs> and I said, hey, what are you doing? This is, you're blabbing on. You're probably nervous. I understand that. But you've oh. done no research. You're not presentable. I wouldn't hire you. So for me, hire for EQ, IQ, EQ is probably more important. I don't hire based on degrees Mm. and it's not because I I don't have a degree myself. I just, I want experience. I want people to have have experience in my industry so they can hit the ground running. I'm happy to teach people and train people and we do, but Mm. it's much easier to find senior people that have experience. You can hit the ground running. That's how I can grow faster. Mm. Uh, We do have an intern program. That works great, but for senior positions, I need guys that are absolute guns in the industry. Mm. Um, and that comes down to culture fit. If I don't enjoy working with you, it's not going to work. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy work with me, then it's, we've got a challenge. Yeah. 100% I completely agree and you see people like hold on to like you know I had a situation uh, once where this guy was you know he was the top salesperson but he was so toxic that you mm. know it just it like so what's your thoughts there I mean because so many people <laughs> on the fence with this like but what would you do if you had an absolute like a player but who yeah. really irritated quite a lot of the team <laughs> like what what do you do about that <laughs> the reason I'm laughing I actually have someone right now who's an absolute gun but is absolutely toxic for the business. Mm. And I had the conversation this morning with their manager about exiting that person. Right. So I don't care how much money you make for the company or how good you are. If you're toxic, you're a disease and your negativity is going to spread throughout the entire business. And you, you end up costing the company more money because we're going to lose more good people because of you. So. Mm. Yes, they may be a great salesperson, but what damage are they really doing to the entire organization? So for me, it's exit that person as soon as possible, Mm. but make sure you have a very strong replacement. Mm. Either promote someone internally or go external and find an absolute gun to come in. Yeah. That's 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 such good advice because I just see yeah you know, the same the same mistakes being made a lot and uh, yeah you know, by the time that person moves on and like the the culture is just literally just in bits so I think that's just such powerful advice for anyone who is just is listening to this right now and maybe has recognised that one toxic team player get get rid of them because ultimately it's it's going to have an impact on your business for for sure. When I, um, when I first started uh, my first agency, I didn't understand the value of culture. I was. Mm. Uh, I was like, I was a cowboy. It was a wild west. I had no management experience. I had no idea how to run a company. It was literally just let's win some clients, service them, and just get it done, guys. Like I had, I didn't, I didn't focus on building a strong culture within the business, and that was one of my biggest downfalls. I hired the wrong people. I hired based on price, and I didn't invest time in building a very strong culture, and that probably set me back three or four years in terms yeah. of growth. Now I'm like, no, 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 
culture, 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 invest in good people, mm. make sure they invest in their team, train your people. And it's not about having pinball machines and table tennis tables. It's about training your team, giving them leadership, giving them goals to work towards, mm. having them champion projects. That's mm. culture and that's how you lead your team, not by giving them bloody gym memberships. Yeah, that, that they can't use right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we actually we actually do a virtual trainings uh, PT sessions with the team, um, so we do that once a week. But it's you're right. It's yeah. It's not, but it's not about giving them gifts. Yeah. It's about people. People want to believe in a company, and they want to. They want the company to stand for something. If it's about making money, you're gonna lose them. One hundred percent. So I'd love to know now about obviously with everything that's going on in the world, how you've kept that culture during this time and like advice to leaders and managers that are struggling right now to keep their team motivated and, you know, feeling safe and secure? Yeah, look, that's a, that's a very good question. Most agencies in our industry have either cut staff or cut wages or cut days. We didn't. So we didn't cut any staff, we didn't cut any wages, and we didn't cut any days down. Amazing. And we said at the start of the um, pandemic, I said, look, yes, we're going to be, it's going to be a tough time. We need to double down. Everyone needs to work hard. We're not going to lie to you. It's it's not going to be easy, mm. but we're in a strong position. We have a very good um, balance sheet. We have very good clients. Mm. If you put the work in, we'll get through this. Mm. And I had a very frank conversation with the entire organization, and my management team has also relayed the message to everyone in the business. Mm. And as a result, everyone's doubled down and put the work in, and we're actually hiring more people. So we're, we've hired about 80 people in the past three months. Wow. Um, whereas there's a letting people go. Mm. So it's, 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 if you're honest with people and tell them how it is, mm. but tell them we've got your back mm. if you put the work in. If someone hasn't, if someone's not going to put the work in, and I'll give, I'll give you an example. So when, we, when the pandemic first started, we said to the guys, look, you may have to work overtime because we need to rectify a few situations and bring a few projects forward that we're going to do in the next six months. Mm. And one of the staff members said, am I going to get paid for overtime? And I'm like, huh? Excuse me? And so instead of working until 5.30, they may work till 6 p.m. Mm. So half an hour overtime. Yeah. And this person's on a substantial salary. Mm-hmm. And I think, one, you, you, you're a wrong culture fit. And two, seriously, you're lucky you got a job. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy, huh? Anyways, yeah. I, had a, I actually had a talk with him and said, mate, look, we're all going through a tough time. I need you to double down and please don't pull that shit again. Mm. And if you do, it's probably not, we're probably not the right business for you or the right company. Mm. And he actually apologised and pulled his head in. But mm. it's a tough time and it's you've got to put the work in. Mm. Now, in terms of um, mental illness, it's, it has been a challenge for some, mm. um, especially those who live alone in a small studio apartment with no family. Yeah, They've struck. Um, and look, we've, we've basically... What we've done, we touch base with our staff once a day in the morning and in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication throughout the day via Slack, Zoom, Microsoft Teams. We organise weekly personal training sessions, weekly lunches, and Friday afternoon drinks. So there is a lot of contact, mm-hmm. but they still miss that human yeah. kind of personal touch. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's just, the best you can do is just work through it and talk with them. Yeah. That's, That's all you can do. But I also said I'm not your I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. We recommend you potentially speak with someone. Mm. Yeah, 
absolutely absolutely but what you just said there about the whole communication piece of honesty i think that's absolutely key and yeah. you know just just having these candid conversations with people like this is the situation we're not hiding anything but everyone needs to double down and work really hard and you know that's it like i think i've never worked as hard in my life in the last like four months but i've absolutely loved it because a bit like you i love the challenge i'm like okay cool like where everybody else is like like running around like panicking i'm like what's the yeah. opportunity here how can yeah, i grow yeah. how can i learn how can i how can i come out of this the best version of me and i think that that has just been my mindset the whole way through this but yeah. i love to tap into your mindset now so do you have any like routines and things that you do on a regular basis that you know you believe you know have helped you become the person that you are today yeah look i, I get asked this question here and there i'm like mm -hmm. And I've, I've thought about it. I don't know why I do what I do. Like, I, I for me, and I said this earlier, I enjoy the process. So mm -hmm. if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be working 12-hour days. I'd be working six-hour days or eight-hour days. I'm not even working at all. But for me, I, I'm a creature of habit. I get up in the morning. I have to exercise in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then I need to start doing my meetings. For me, I'm my own worst enemy. I compete with myself. If I'm not going, If I'm not moving forwards, I feel like I'm going backwards in life. If I'm not growing the organization or starting a new business, I feel like I'm going backwards. Mm. And it, for me, it's all it's also psychological. Mm. And I don't know what it is. I probably need to see a therapist. <laughs> that's true. I literally need to see someone to think about it. I think I we like all that, do. <laughs> if, if, I, if I feel if my revenue declines or I lose or my staff declines or I don't start a new business, I literally go, what the hell's going on? No, 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 no. Mm. Work harder, work harder, work smarter. Mm. And that's just competition with myself mm. so at the start of COVID to make sure we got through it I sat down with the entire management team globally and said look we're about to be weak in the business where can we improve mm. whereabouts in our service delivery our digital assets our collateral everything we went through the entire organization identified weak points and rectified it straight away and I had the guys working overtime every single day even working weekends to get through it all and we did and then now we're actually growing substantially as a result of that work we put in at the start whereas yeah. most agencies in our industry are all declining mm. so i think i'm my own worst enemy mm. uh, and i compete with myself and that's why i do what i do yeah. so and i probably need to get therapy so there you go <laughs> <laughs> or or you need to go and hang out in your health retreat uh, a, a little bit more so talk, talk about that what what sort of drove you into yeah doing that's completely different from digital marketing so what led what led to that yeah look that's a passion project i'm not expecting i'm expecting to lose millions of dollars on this by the way so let's just i'm a, I'm a realist so I'm, I'm, i've been a big advocate of fitness and body hacking and self-improvement and cognitive function, rah, rah, rah. And I've always wanted to launch my own kind of health retreat, but more of a cutting edge one. So stem cells, cryotherapy, um, hot sauna, hot um, infrared saunas, that kind of stuff. Not the typical yogi one. And it will, but don't get me wrong, it'll have the yogi element, but I want more cutting edge science meets salt to the earth yogi. So a friend of mine and I um, collaborated and said, look, why don't we do this up in the Noosa hinterland? And we finally bought a property and said, all right, let's just bite the bullet and do this together. Brilliant. So that is a passion project that I'm a, a massive advocate of and I just love health and wellness. Yeah. So I've got to balance out the drinking somehow. 
So. <laughs> That's it. What if you just so need to chill out, out, just fly up there? I can go detox at the retreat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's all stuff that I think is so like, you know, even like meditation and like even like mental illness, like there was a time when people were like so embarrassed to say, I'm speaking to a therapist or I'm meditating or I'm yeah. going away to this health retreat. But now it's like everyone sort of does it. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Like, I mean, I, I, I would, that's right up my alley. I'd love to go and hang out there. Like, especially in the Noosa hinterland. I was up there a few weeks ago. It's absolutely stunning. So stunning. when, when, when is that all going to kick off? Is it like quite soon or when are you sort of thinking yeah, of starting through. that? So we secured the property permits are all going through accommodation um, build is kicking off in the next month and stage one should be launched probably in March next year. So we're going to do stage one, mm -hmm. test the concept with about 10 caverns facilities and then stage two we're going to beef it up a bit more in stage three so going to do it in stages and see how it all tracks but i'm pretty confident it's going to do well because there's a massive demand mm -hmm. for the kind of stuff that we we're going to provide mm -hmm. so like i said stem cells cryotherapy basically everything um if you've got injuries in the body mm -hmm. mental health the works yeah amazing amazing do you i'm curious do you do like anything like any meditation or any any sort of any of like that mindfulness training at the moment uh i'm a work in progress when it comes to uh, meditation so I, i'm trying to but i just lose focus um but i've made a rule that i don't watch tv um at all during the week and only watch, only watch like a little bit of tv on a weekend mm -hmm. and during the week i have to read at least two hours a night Great. So that's my form of meditation. Mm. Um, yeah. And I made a commitment to myself at the start of COVID to do that. Um, I don't really like watching TV anyway these days. I just find it numbs my mind. Mm. And now I just I just love reading. I like the old hard uh, hard copy books. I need hard covers rather than audiobooks these days. Mm -hmm. So that's my form of meditation these days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, reading, walking, yoga, I mean, you don't have to be yeah. sat cross-legged on a pillow, you know, like that. And anything yeah. that you do with 100% presence, I, I, I believe is meditation. The gym, working out is definitely a form of meditation for me. It always has been. Um, you just mentioned reading there. So top books, books that have changed your life, books that everyone should read in your opinion. I got into business for one main reason, and actually multiple reasons, but a book that inspired me was Richard Branson's Losing My Virginity. Mm. Great read, great read. And this is back in 2001, I think I read that book. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually just finished Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable read. If you get a chance, mm -hmm. one of the best books I've read. I really enjoyed, and everyone's going to probably hate me for this, Total Recall by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought... <laughs> I thought that read was fantastic, by the way. <laughs> um, no, I love Arnie. I think he's amazing. He's amazing what he's he done. He is. Now, like credit, he's an absolute beast. Yeah, he's incredible. And I'm not, I'm not talking physically, I'm talking mentally. What he's oh. done is unbelievable. Yeah, Mr. Universe, the Terminator, and now he's in yeah. politics. I mean, the, it's amazing. He just has this but, mindset of an absolute champion. So, yeah, I, I'd read that 100%. Terminator yeah. and, yeah, the world um, Mr. Olympia. Yeah, insane. Yeah. So they're, they're your top three or any others? They're, that... they're my top three I would recommend to anyone. Um, mm -hmm. Elon Musk's book I read recently was quite good. Uh, what else? Jeez, I'm reading so many different books at the moment. Mm. Um, I, read, I read a book called Lifespan about prolonging your life and how 
Um, you can add at least 20 or 30 years to your life. Just mm-hmm. that kind of stuff I enjoy reading. Yeah. But that is quite in depth. Like that, you need to really focus on that one. Whereas, for example, um, Shoe Dog, you can read it and just kind of zone in and out, and yeah. you don't really need to focus. Whereas Lifespan by um, David, can't remember his surname. Sorry, you need to focus mm-hmm. on that one. But um, there are so many good books out there. Yeah. So a friend of mine um, just bought, purchased 40 books for me. Lisa Tafe, for my <laughs> My birthday, she gave me 40 books, which is great. Yeah, I was going so to say, gonna... actually, what did you do for your 40th? Because you're in lockdown. <laughs> what well, actually did you do? <laughs> so I was planning a massive birthday yeah. party, yeah. 100 people, kind of DJ, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. That obviously, did, that didn't eventuate because I'm in Melbourne. Yeah. Where we're in complete and under lockdown. Are you in Melbourne? No, I'm in, uh, I'm in Queensland, so I'm, oh, I'm very lucky. <laughs> You're very, very lucky. <laughs> Melbourne's an absolute joke right now. I know, but don't, I know. Start that. don't get me started. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so literally it was just my um, my wife and my two daughters. Oh, lovely. It was, very, it was lovely, though. It was really nice. Yeah. So my wife decorated the house and we had some nice dinner and it was good. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, so. and, and it's what you make it, right? I mean, focusing on the things that you, you could have sat there that day and gone, oh, I should be having a party with 100 people, DJ. But, you know, instead you were like, no, this is amazing. I'm with my family. We're all 100%. safe. We're all healthy. And it's that's the thing. It's control the controllables. I think that, you know, if we focus on things we can't control, it's a quick and easy way to feel pretty crap, you know? It's all your glass half full scenario, isn't it? Correct. So, yeah, no, no I had a great birthday. And I actually thanked her for not um, – so I didn't have a hangover on the, the following day. So I'm like, I'm glad I didn't have a big bash. Brilliant. What a win. But – but when this all wraps up and Melbourne gets its shit together, I am yeah. going to have an absolute monster party. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. And then check yourself into your health retreat afterwards to get to That's detox. Planned. That's planned. <laughs> and I hope I get a few freebies as well. Uh, so. <laughs> um, well, look, I absolutely, I could chat to you all day, Nick. I think you're absolutely awesome. Um, but I, I love asking this question because everyone thinks of this differently. So in your opinion, how would you define success? What does success look like to you? If you asked me this question 15 years ago, I would have said money. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's for me, and I'm not, it sounds cliche, but it's actually, I need to enjoy what I'm doing. I know it's cliche, but I enjoy what I'm doing, but I've also got complete freedom to do what I want. Mm-hmm. I think the, the good thing about wealth, wealth creates opportunity. Yeah. Now it's how you use that opportunity. Some use it for for good, some use it for bad, some don't use it at all, but it does create opportunity and that's what I've enjoyed. It's created opportunities for me that I've taken and I've thoroughly enjoyed. For example, the health retreat, it would have been very hard for me to do this without wealth. Mm. That's an opportunity and that's that's not business to make money, that's business because I'm passionate about it and I want to give back. And then from there, we're going to do an animal sanctuary. That's because I'm passionate about it. Um, So for me, it's freedom to do what I want when I want and basically enjoy what I do and wake up in the morning and go, man, I'm ready to kick some ass today and have a good day. Yeah. To me, that's success. But if you, like I said, if you asked me 15 years ago, it was to make money because I had no idea. Mm. Uh, but I bet I, I had, I didn't, well, it wasn't making any money. So making some money would have been nice. That's yeah. why. That's How it. about yourself? What's your definition of success? Well, I'm with you hundred percent. I think like, yeah, for even five years ago when I was in recruitment before I started my business, it was all about the pay slip. It was all about the commission. It's always about being yeah. the million dollar biller. And then I remember very vividly, I bought, I, I had a goal to buy my first home by the time I was 26. Yeah. And I moved into the house and 
it was like I'd spent, you know, three years busting my balls to get this home, moved in, looked around and I just felt empty. And I just thought, is this it? Like, and then I, I just didn't, there was no fulfillment there. And then it wasn't until like, I really kind of stripped it right back and, you know, and realized that actually what brings me happiness is just the day to day. It's, it's waking up with a passion. It's, it's feeling healthy. It's, you know, laughing with my, with my good friends and my loved ones. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's funny, isn't it? But I think when you're in that hamster wheel, you know, you're just constantly like chasing the money and then, but the money doesn't bring you fulfillment. It's who you become. It's what you do. It's the journey. And that for me is what I really want to get across to people because, you know, yeah, I did. I sort of achieved everything I want. I wanted to achieve and everything I wanted to get to when I got it. I, mm. I just, I wasn't happy in who I was. I was so obsessed with money and things and yeah, I didn't like who I became in that process. That's the thing. You're chasing a dragon that doesn't exist. Mm. Correct. And for example, everyone goes, when I get to, just say 20 million, when I get 20 million, I'm done. Yeah. And then someone gets 20 million, they go, no, I actually want more. It's actually greed and it never ends. Yeah. It's, and it's actually, it's a terrible thing. And it's, I've got friends of mine who, who enjoy the process of just making money. They don't do anything with it. Mm. They don't buy things. They just like seeing more dollar signs, more zeros in their bank account. Mm. And for me, I just don't understand it. What's, I said, I said, what's your end game? Like, what's the, what do you want to do with it, all this wealth? Yeah. They actually can't answer me. And it, it baffles me. For me, I, I want to do passion projects. For them, it's like, no, they want to put it under their bed. Yeah. But you can't take it with you, can you? You know, that's no, the thing. No, 100%. Yeah. You can't in, take it with in, you. in fact, here's a book for you I read. It's, it sounds really morbid, and, and it kind of is. It's called The Five Regrets of the Dying. And okay. one of the biggest regrets was I wish I lived a life true to myself basically mm. being like all the society pressure of we got to have this house, you've got to be married with two kids, the dog and the, the yeah. white picket fence. And actually yeah. the, the, the dying last wish was like, I wish that I, you know, did something for me. Um, yeah. And I just thought that's so, so powerful because people spend their whole lives, you know, chasing the, the careers, the next business, the next pay yeah. slip, the, the next million dollars. And, you know, it's not what life's about. You know, and I, I'm just really grateful that I woke up to that very early on in my life, but I still see people that are so transfixed by the end goal and are just sacrificing all their happiness and their health in the in the process of getting there. The challenge is though, it's, it's very easy for us to say this, but when you're scraping from paycheck to paycheck and Correct. barely surviving, yeah. that is, that's tough. So yeah, yeah I, I completely understand it and agree with you, but it's also like people who are surviving on paycheck to paycheck who are struggling with three kids and yeah. a mortgage and, and that, that is tough. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, what so, so what advice would you give to those people? Like where, how do they break the, how do they get out of that? And, you know, do they start a, start a side hustle or, you know, is it, is it their mindset? Are they not believing in themselves enough? Like yeah. what's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gee, I think there's so many ways to make money these days. Even, when I mean make money, even at $5,000 a month Yeah. through, like you said, a side hustle, it could be selling products on Amazon. Mm. Like there is just, there's so much ways to make money online. Mm -hmm. If you've got some common sense or even just do one day's worth of research online, mm you can find ways to make money. Yeah. 100%. Like there is it's it, there is so many ways to make an extra five grand a month or three grand a month to help pay the bills. Yeah. It's just whether you're willing to put the time in. That's it. Correct. It's the time. Correct. Correct.
correct. Yeah. Well, we sat down uh, a few weeks back and we thought, right, what does the world need right now? And everyone's working out from home. So we designed some resistance bands and we're now selling resistance bands online as part of our like coaching package. And they've gone off, yeah. you know, because there I was just, because I think the one question is, what does the world need right now? And, and if you can start there and you can sort of do some research, like you said, then there are so many opportunities out there. So 100%, 100%. Yeah. Well, like you said, you, so you find a, you find a product, a very a niche product, mm. place it on Amazon or create a Shopify website for next to nothing mm. and launch it. Like there's so many ways to do it, but you've just yeah. got to put the time in and understand social media. I think social media is critical yeah. um, and understand e-commerce and even research Amazon. Amazon's just so, there's so much power there that you can mm. leverage if you want to, but people get stuck in going to their job, going home, turning the TV on, watching ACA, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're in like this fucking yeah. narrow vision, tunnel yeah. vision that it's not snap snap out of it. Yeah. Do me don't turn the TV on and focus <laughs> on a side hustle. Try yeah. that. Try that for a month and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Don't watch the news because, you know, you might actually start to feel a bit more chirpier every day, well, you know? I've started reading the news again and I don't know oh, why no. I started. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's the quickest way to check in and see theories. a shrink. Uh, all the conspiracy theories that are coming out. Oh, it's, God. It's unbelievable what's happening. Yeah, Bill Bill Gates is, is to putting a microchip in us all. I mean, for God's uh, sake, uh, get, get a grip. Yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill Gates uh, is one of created Corona. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, I was like, oh my God, he just literally gives all of his wealth away to helping people in like poverty, but he just wants to microchip us all. I mean, this yeah. is the thing, right? Facebook has 400,000 data points on us all. Like seriously, yeah. like all of our information is out there already. Like, do you know what I mean? Like people don't realize yeah. this. Anyway. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, trust me, I could, oh, I could talk about this one all day. <laughs> So. Let's not go down that path. So let, let's end here. Nick, if you've got a big billboard that everyone's going to see, what's the message that you'd have on that billboard that everyone's walking past, driving past? <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the, the entire population? Yeah, everyone's seeing it. Everyone's driving past it every day. It's your message to the world. Yeah, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Brilliant. (laughs) Nick, amazing. Thank you so much. For anyone who wants to reach out and find you, where should they go? Uh, Definitely LinkedIn because I'm not on Facebook or Instagram. So guys, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I just know that the listeners have got so many takeaways of that. So yeah, amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks for that. Thanks, Nick. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.